0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
1: So we are awaiting confirmation from any of the major regular NFL newsbreakers on Aaron Rodgers. But for what it's worth, as you heard from Heisty in that update, Trey Wingo, the longtime NFL Live host on ESPN, says his sources are telling him it is official. And that Aaron Rodgers is being traded to the Jets. So we'll get you more confirmation when it comes in as soon as we can. As we welcome you back, Grant and Danny, what a day it has been already. The Commanders are moving and shaking. The NFL Monopoly money being spread around has been bountiful. We are live right now all over D.C. on 106.7 and in Richmond. We welcome in our Richmond audience, 9, 10 a.m. and 1051 FM. Of course, you can take us with you wherever you go on the Odyssey app. Uh, Let's go to the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter to beat the books. Download the BetQL app. Visit BetQL.com. Our buddy Ben Standig covers the commanders for The Athletic. And Ben, we understand you guys are catching up with Deron Payne any minute. So when Payne is joining you, just uh, let us know you got to jump. It won't be awkward. You can rap sheet us, as we call it in the radio business.
2: (laughs) Fair fair enough.
1: It's that kind of day. Uh, Let's just get some reactions from you. So, Early on here, three moves. Normally, the commanders are idle and kind of sitting out these first few hours. But Andrew Wiley, the right tackle for the Chiefs during their Super Bowl run, starter all of last year, signed at $8 million per year. Does he start at tackle or guard? Nick Gates gets about $8 million guaranteed. Is he a starter or a backup interior lineman? And then they re-upped with Danny Johnson. What's his role? Give us some thoughts.
2: Yeah, I mean, Danny Johnson's obviously the more obvious one. He filled in nicely last year. Um, as a third or fourth corner. He'll probably be the fourth or fifth corner this year outside slot, solid player special teams as well. Um, the two linemen, now look, we knew that they were going to try to revamp this line. That 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 was pretty obvious both to anybody watching, that they needed to do it and also their words throughout the offseason here. Uh, Andrew Wiley seemed like the, that kind of guy they should be targeting primarily because he was Kansas City's starting right tackle last year. He's played, uh, started off in, for the Chiefs since 2018, and that was the same year that Eric enemy became their offensive coordinator. Um, obviously, Wiley had a pretty good role for Kansas City last year, but when you have a new OC, you know it's good to bring in some people who are familiar with what um, that person is uh, doing with what the gospel they're trying to preach to the new players, so Wiley helps there. I'm a... Well, I, I'm assuming he's going to play tackle, but at the moment, I, I'm not really positive. It's not like the money is a- outrageous, The, the uh, seeing three for a max of $24 million. So the money isn't crazy, but there has been a lot of talk about moving Sam Cosme from tackle to guard to the point that there's there's enough talk about it. makes me think that's what they want to do. Uh, so we will see how that unfolds. But simultaneously, they also signed... Nick Gates from the Giants, this looks more like he's the new Wes Schweitzer with his ability to play both interior spots, started at guard a bunch last year, but is primarily a center. So it feels like he would be that sort of, you know, swing man, sixth man off the you know, first man off the bench as it were for the interior spots. Um, So, yeah, two new guys already for the offensive line.
3: Ben, how does it affect the guys that are incumbents that are already here? You mentioned Cosme, but go into that for me. The two new signings, how do they affect the guys that are already here?
2: Yeah, so Schweitzer's a free agent. So if we assume that Gates replaces him, then okay, that means West Schweitzer will be playing elsewhere uh, next year. The, the Cosby-Wiley part, like I guess right now to me, it's sort of one of those is the right tackle, one's the right guard. I wish I could feel more definitive about that, but it, you know, kind of, I'm not kind of clear there. Uh, then the question is, you know, what happened at center and left guard? Uh, Andrew Norwell is still under contract. Um, you know, is, is, there is some cap savings if they release him, but it's nothing crazy, so he could still be back. Uh, the center spot is, I think, a bit uh, wh- wh- where the where the action is here because. Look, we know the deal They've had four different starting centers in each of the last two years, it, primarily because Chase Rouillet has suffered uh, back to back season and the injuries. Same with his backup, Tyler Larson, who is a free agent. Um, I, I've been told that they are looking to, to try to bring Larson back. This was at least before the Gates signing. Um, how, however, if you're going to try to add a younger center, I don't know that you want Larson and Rouillet, and Ruye has a $12 million plus cap hit there. So they could potentially negotiate that number down, but releasing it, it would be a pretty sizable, I think it's like an $8 million roughly cap hit. So it's not a a simple, uh, you know, release the guy and move on situation with Rue. So I think the center spot is still in play. They could draft somebody as well, but I think that's kind of how it looks right now.
1: Ben standing of the athletic with us on Grant and Danny, Deron Payne yesterday, $22.5 $22.5 million per year is cap numbers over the, the four years in this contract. Well, this year, obviously, they were smart and saved $9 million, $10 million, But then $23, $27.5 million, they could get out of the deal before 2026 or else twenty-nine point four, which is a quarterback figure. What would you make of getting the deal done with Payne?
2: Yeah, the, the, the numbers um, didn't surprise me. I've been talking and reporting about that since – during the season, that this looked like the year that the defensive tackle market would explode the way receivers did, and that you know twenty one million was sort of the uh, you know the barrier that that people were going to cross. Payne has now done that, and um, Javon Hargrave for the Eagles signed a deal for about twenty one million annually. So that part not surprising. That the deal happened yesterday, <laughs> right? Oh, uh, that it even happened at all before we kind of had a better feel for Dan Snyder's situation. I think is the part that surprised me a bit. Now, obviously, it makes sense to do this because if he plays on the tag, that's $18.9 million all on the cap at once. This way, not only does he lock in more money long term, but the team can spread that money out. So the, the cap hit this year is like going to be like $10 million or something. So they save some money uh, towards the cap already and it looks like they're already starting to use some of that so i think all that is good i was just surprised by the timing not not that it wouldn't get done eventually but i I really just wasn't anticipating it happening that quickly from what i was told the two sides you know as often happens you know really ramped up over the like the last 48 hours so during the weekend things got going and they got it done
3: what do we know about a Cam Crow extension
2: don't know much about that i mean i think in general you know a lot of the deal here is you know, how much, you know, wh- where, where are the things at with, with with the budget? How much money can they spend? You know, with with, with Durant Payne, obviously, he's a free agent. Cam Curl, it's more like the Terry McLaurin deal from last year. He has one year left. It's just a question of do you want to get a deal done now to, you know, keep him out of free agency the following year or, you know, do, you know make sure, you know, get him for perhaps a better deal now than, um, you know, he has, a, he has another big year next year. So don't know where that goes right now. Uh, So far, the moves today are in line with what I was anticipating, you know, get some new players, but not, you know, not crazy prices. Crow would, in theory, be a pretty hefty price, so we'll just have to wait a little bit longer and see where that goes.
1: Wiley gave up nine sacks last year, which was tied for third most in the NFL. I mean, what's your guess? Do you think he'd play tackle or guard?
2: it's a weird one because I I wish I, I mean, I really don't know. I mean, he played guard primarily before 2021. Then last year he played, you know, 20 games, you know, for the chiefs all the way through the, uh, the playoffs at, at at tackle. I mean, the the, the enemy obviously will have a better feel for him at both spots because he has watched it. Like I said, I just kind of got the feeling with Washington that Cosme that they were open to him moving inside. I mean, maybe this changes things, but, you know, I don't know. If Wiley's been at tackle, tackle, tackles typically get paid more than guards. I would just be a little surprised, I guess, if he's willing to go back to, to tackle or back to guard unless Washington said that, no, 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 we'll pay you this still. Don't worry about it. Even play inside.
3: And then what does this do for them in terms of the draft? I mean, they love position flexibility. That's going to be the the drink buzzword here, uh, you know, if you're playing a drinking game with them. But it seems to be that you, you got a pretty nice base here, and now you don't have any dire needs heading into the draft.
2: Well, I think I think what you just said there at the end is is exactly what's going on here, right? If we had said before today, what are their you know big needs? Offensive line, cornerback, linebacker, right? So okay, now at a minimum with their offensive line, like, you know, again, we can sort of say that their starting lineup is Leno, Norwell, will Rui or Hart, Larson, whichever one that's healthy, assuming Larson comes back, pick one of them or or, the, or Gates at center with the Cosme-Wiley combo. We'll debate later how good or not that is, but that's a, they, they've got guys that can start, right? And then at cornerback, Danny Johnson gives them depth. They still need more. But now when they go into the draft, they're not sitting there going, well, we desperately have to take a corner at 16 or we still have to get that guard at 16 or whatever it may be. So they've done that part already, well, you know, just a few hours into, uh, the, into free agency. Sure, they haven't added a linebacker. They brought the, basically everybody back, all the reserves, including Kalik Hudson, just yesterday. So the only guy they're missing essentially is Cole Holcomb and uh, John Bostick. Um, if, if Holcomb isn't back, I would think they would have to add somewhere, somebody else in the draft of free agency. But yeah, by and large, they've already accomplished, I think, a big goal, and that is put themselves in a position where they're not feeling desperate going further into free agency as well as the draft.
1: Ben, they've got between 17 and 20 million. I would say, depending on what these cap numbers are. And it's probably the higher end of of that total to spend this offseason after creating a bunch of space with the new Payne contract. I mean, if they were to make a a splash, because they could even create more space if they wanted to. You talked about Roulier, there's Logan Thomas, there's other options. let's just say they did spend a bunch of money on something this offseason. What would you throw out there as a keep an eye on this kind of thought?
2: Is this where I supposed to say Lamar Jackson or are we not doing that?
1: Uh, look, I mean, I, this, I'm not Stephen A. Smith and this ain't first take, so, you know, we, we don't need to, to play that game. You, if, you, no. if that's what you think, you could play that game.
2: No, it is, not, it is not what I think. I'm just anticipating what people out there might be hoping I would I, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting, right? I mean, I, I think uh, I, I could still possibly see cornerback, you know, Kendall Fuller is going into the last year of his deal. They're going to have to, you know, make some kind of call there, extend him uh, or, you know, uh, let him play it out. But, you know, there's still a need for a third corner. And I really think, and I think that they think this, that if you can figure out another cornerback, oh, boy, that defense is looking really good now that Payne is back and Chase Young, you know, is going to at least go into the offseason healthy. Uh, I I think if they could get that one piece, I think that could really take them to another level. So, to me, that would be the likely spot. They seem content with their tight ends. Um, You know, at this point, as we just discussed with the line, I guess you could still – spend more money but it feels like they've already made their choices here with what they want to do combined with the guys they have coming back so cornerback to me would seem to be that place i just don't see them spending a linebacker based on how they utilize the position now so corner would be able to be the spot i would i would keep an eye on if in fact they were going to do kind of what you said and look to spend somewhere
3: i've got a washington quarterback market question who's going to be the backup
2: It's a good. It's a good question. It's probably the question that most people are wanting to know at this point. Um, if you take Rivera's words literally that he said over time that they want to bring somebody in for competition, you know, a, a guy like Andy Dalton would seem to make a lot of sense. You know, he's got experience with the for whatever that's worth. He was pretty successful last year with the Saints, um, and he only cost three million last year. I wouldn't think it would be a huge number now, except that. I just would imagine Andy Dalton beats Sam Howell out, ultimately, or at least you would think he would look as good, if not better, just based on experience. And I think they want to get this such that Sam Howell is the starter week one. Therefore, the backup's going to have to be somebody who who's, can claim it's competition but really isn't, kind of like the guy that was here last year in Taylor Heineke. Uh, I actually think this is a really good spot for them to keep Taylor Heineke if in, the, in the sense that you want to give Sam Howell the clean path Obviously, they know what Heineke can do. And from Heineke's perspective, look, obviously things didn't end on a great note for him last year with getting benched for Wentz. But this would actually be the best opportunity he would have to start beyond injury playing behind Howe because, you know, who knows what Sam Howe is going to do, whereas Fitzpatrick and Wentz, we're going to have a lot more rope as veterans getting paid pretty good money. Um, So we'll see. I know Heineke is going to take a look around the league once the Aaron Rodgers situation clears up and see where – where things go, but I think that would work. Teddy Bridgewater would be another guy on that level. Uh Gardner Minshew as well. So to me it's sort of guys like that. I
1: wanna I wanna go back to Daron Payne for just a second before we let Ben Standing go. Cause I think that gets buried a little bit with all the, the moving and shaking. And frankly, you know, those are very minor things compared to what happened with Payne yesterday. I like paying my own guys. I love drafting and developing stars and then being able to keep them around. So in general, no harm, no foul, I'm, I'm I'm interested in doing what they did. It is hard for me to wrap my head around paying this much to two defensive tackles. What would you say to that?
2: Well, let's put it in sort of isolation. Let's just say that John Allen is signed to have Deron Payne, and there's, we're not considering anything else. We're just saying, would you want to keep Deron Payne knowing you already paid John Allen? You're right. A lot of teams out there, that's not how they would build their roster. They would not build their roster paying two interior defensive linemen. Though I think a lot of people would admit at this point, the way the the league is changing, that those guys are even becoming more and more valuable. I mean, look at some of the players who've been paid the most money so far today in free agency. Uh, The guard from Atlanta is now the highest-paid guard in the league, Chris Lindstrom. And the Broncos just signed Ben Powers uh, to a massive deal. Those interior players are a bigger deal now than I think they were before. The question, though, is it's not just that. You're also now looking at the whole world. You're also have Montez Sweat and Chase Young. And typically, those are the types of players that teams would look to spend. Pay both your end and maybe one tackle, not two tackles and one end. But I think after now that they waited, which is, you know, debate whether they should have or shouldn't have, that they waited, I think made the whole thing a lot more crystal clear. Deron Payne is arguably the best defensive player on the whole team. I mean, you could say it's John Allen, but. You could also say this is Deron Payne. And Montez White had a pretty good year last year. He also hasn't had a 10-sack season yet. And then Chase Young is a total wild card at this point. So, you know, if you let Payne go to essentially to, to keep the other two guys, you're taking a risk that you just let your best defensive lineman walk for, and the other – and at least with Young, it's a lot of uncertainty – so I think they nailed the – we are we probably kept our two best guys, and now we'll have to figure out the next step. I'm sure they'll say they can maybe keep all four. That seems dubious, and maybe they probably maybe even shouldn't. But at least now their two best guys are locked up, even though I agree with you, Grant, that, like, if you were building this thing on purpose, you would not have – you would not be paying that much money to two tackles.
3: Ben, thank you as always, buddy. We know you got to jump, man. Appreciate the time. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. See you, dude.
1: Ben Standing, the athletic. Great job, as always, on Grant and Danny. And he didn't even rap sheet us. He didn't even have to go mid-segment or just start texting away and pretending like we weren't here. Just sort of say,
3: hold on one sec. I got to go by.
1: <laughs> Your thing, not as important as my life. Yeah. See ya. Uh, thank you, Ben, for being a pro. We appreciate that. So Mike White of the Jets left. Where did he end up, Darius? I know he got two years and about sixteen million. I'm going somewhere with this.
3: He went to the Miami Dolphins.
1: Okay, so he is to his backup. Correct. And I think maybe eventually Lamar Jackson's backup, but that's just me spitballing.
3: Whoa, Grant, that's
1: just me so inflammatory like okay. that. But Mike White is. Where's the fire extinguisher? Here, here's where I'm going with this. Uh-huh. Mike White's getting eight million dollars. Okay. Yep. Put that aside. Jarrett Stidham. Jarrett Stidham got a contract today. Two years and ten million, five million per. Okay. To go inexplicably, very weirdly, like six minutes into the league year, I'm going to. Denver. I'm going to be the backup. I don't know how or why, but that's what happened. Okay, Taylor Heineke, ladies and gentlemen, Taylor Heineke is going to get himself a little money. Taylor Heineke is going to make more than Jarrett Stidham. We all agree with that. That's five million a year. Okay. Taylor Heineke should make more than Mike White, right? After the last two seasons with his productivity. Now it doesn't always work out that way. White was drafted. Maybe the tools are a little better. White, I would imagine, is younger. Got a
3: couple high ceiling passing games that stand out yes right?
1: but taylor heineke has never thrown for four bills in a game like mike white did but white is 27 taylor heineke is he 28 i'm gonna say, say 30 30 uh 29 years old there we go he will be to your point he'll be 32 days danny ruye there we go we should March do a segment
3: about Hear his me birthday out. no where we just guess how old somebody is okay when it's their birthday
1: as long as we come in with the song, say it's your birthday. <laughs> Write that down somewhere. That's a good idea. It'll it's a good called, idea. It'll be called The Birthday Game. The Birthday Game. Uh, Heineke is 29, about to be 30. So I don't know if he definitively gets more than white, but I I would assume he should be in that area.
3: Similar ballpark.
1: I think Taylor Heineke is going to do okay for himself in this market.
3: Do you think it's going to be here? Or somewhere
1: I else? I don't. I've never thought it was going to be here. Really? Off season?
3: Yeah. I've. I don't know why I've always thought it would be here, but now maybe I'm, I'm a little less confident about benched that.
1: benched like three times and didn't deserve it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like well, at some yeah. point you're like, I'm good here. Thanks. Also, his guy was Scott Turner. Where's Scott Turner right now?
3: El- elsewhere. Okay. Elsewhere. So I'll say no. Hmm. I just. I. I. This is the sense I have, and maybe I'm off on this, and it sounds like I probably am. Or this is. This is what I thought previously. He'll be like, I'll totally leave, and the, the team will be like, okay, and he's like. I'm ready for my offers, world. And then none came, and he's like, hey, team, do you guys need a backup quarterback? I'm available. I just felt like he would never get or be taken seriously or or given the kind of role that he wants, especially because he says he wants to start. And, you know, like to me, if I'm here, I know I'm going to start six to eight games pretty much every season, given how the quarterback spot has gone in Washington.
1: I could see there not being a bunch of teams that want him, but I think he's going to get six, seven mil. Mm. If you're going to do that, you you might as well go with a Brissette or just Go somewhere. Go in a different direction. Yeah. Again, don't go with the celebrity backup whose jersey's being sold at the stadium. Whose name's
3: going to get chanted. Yeah. As
1: soon as uh, Sam Howe throws a pick, we're going to get calls saying they should go to Heineke. Uh, Next on Grant and Danny, a couple of things we need to get into. First and foremost, what the heck's going on with Aaron Rodgers? Trey Wingo says it's done, but then uh, Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter say not so fast. Why is this taking so long, Aaron Rodgers? The Jets are desperately trying to acquire you. The Packers made it very clear last week. They don't want to deal with you anymore. But he could potentially say no to the Jets and just kind of force his way back to Green Bay, where he is allegedly wanted out for a couple of years anyway. Someone make this make sense. You're listening to The Fan.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.